Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We are your hosts, Chris Schubert's here floating around producing this thing. We're all from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. They are your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long so head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit just use our promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your rewards it's bet online and it's where the game starts kind of happy national chocolate covered anything day to you why'd you say it like that <laughs> what do you mean you know anytime that you say chocolate I'm going to, I'm contractually obligated in the terms of draft dudes to yeah, ask Kyle, you, why do you say it like that? Kyle got re-upped for 2023 and part of the negotiations were that he's contractually obligated to say that. Cho- the show. Chocolate. So. Cho- it's chocolate covered anything day. Chocolate covered. Well, how do you say it? No, well, you, please. You were less enunciated now this chocolate. time, this past. Chocolate. National chocolate, chocolate. covered anything day to you. Thank you very much. What is your favorite chocolate-covered something? I think I'm a big chocolate-covered person, but I, I, I think I do like strawberries. Strawberries and strawberries. peanuts. Can we do peanut butter cup? Is that is it nope. peanut butter <laughs> no, covered in chocolate? I like chocolate that covers peanut butter. Pretzels like for me. Pretzels. pretzels. Peanut, uh, chocolate-covered pretzels? That's it. They're good. They're very good. A bag of flips. I'm down with that. Takes on takes, two truths and a lie. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this early in the morning, your last chance, 1230 Eastern time to get in your picks for the Bowl Pick'em Challenge. Oh, and I crushed my picks. Sure you did. did. You? Sure I you made did. mine. Mine are in. I crushed so, my, I feel very good about my picks. I did too. I did too. Play. Took a lot of underdogs. Can I, can I? Yeah, it was a stretch involved? of about eight straight games where I think I took the dog. Play. Right, Chris. Dot run your dot pool run your pool dot com dot com backslash the draft dash the draft dash dash dudes. There you go. Play dot run your pools dot com. Run your pool dot com. Run your pool dot com. Yes. Backslash the dash draft dash dudes. There you go. You got it on the third try. Uh takes on takes, gentlemen. Are we ready? Yeah. Yes, I am. We'll start with a take from Tell. Take, Kansas City should draft Darnell Washington at the end of the first. With Kelsey being 33, they'll need a replacement with how important that position is to them. They also could use him in their two and three tight end sets until Kelsey is done. Note, Mm. the other option is to sell their soul in 2024 for Brock Bowers. I don't like this at all. 
Uh, I'm I li- not a big fan either. To be I honest. like I like Darnell Washington a lot. I, I really, really do. And I I think some teams should think about him at the end of the first round. But for Kansas City, two things. First of all, I'm not sure Travis Kelsey's not having his best season ever right now. So I'm not really feeling any concern that he's slowing down. Now I don't know about anything that he's communicated about communicated about the amount of time he wants to play or you know if he's getting to the end of his road because of that. But from a production and skill perspective, Travis Kelsey looks as good as ever to me. The other thing here is put some respect on Noah Gray, who's been a really nice tight end too for them, a young player out of Duke's second year, uh, blocks a ton, is is caught, you know, he catches two or three passes a game. And so I think they have their 12 personnel guy. I think they have their starting tight end. And I'm not sure that I feel as much urgency about this as uh, as Tell does in this take. I agree with Joe. A couple takes from the Weekly Huddle podcast. Take number one, the teams in need of a quarterback near the top of the 2023 draft already have a bridge stopgap option on the roster, which will lead to Will Levis being the first quarterback taken since they will be allowed to sit him and develop his upside. Texans. We're going to put the Seahawks in this bucket. I mean, Gino's, they're talking extension, but they don't have an extension. He's 32. It's kind of a weird one. Who's Carolina's bridge? Nobody. They're all, all Sam the Darnold, baby. Sam Darnold. No, Bring his him contract's back. up. Matt Corral's the one under contract. That ain't a bridge quarterback. So I think we, we kind of... I mean, Davis Mills, you have on a rookie contract. So, like, the Texans are locked in with with somebody who has starting experience. I don't know. That it, I know. I don't know that I agree with this. Well, and, and I think that there's a very good chance that Will Levis is the first quarterback drafted, not because of the reason that he's putting together here. Right, like he he's saying that the reason Will Levis is going to be the first quarterback drafted is because. The other teams have bridge quarterbacks in place. Right. I think that Will could potentially just have a team that likes him, and he'll be the first quarterback off. And the that would be why he gets drafted first. Another take from the Weekly Huddle Podcast, part of the same tweet. The move do to we, guard has. Do we have no, to explain no, what just no, happened? No, because I'm going to. I, fix I it. almost fought through that, I'm man. I came fix so it close. In post, so no. So oh. we'll just leave this in, so people are left wondering what happened. <laughs> The move to guard has helped accentuate Jackson Kirkland's pros and limit his cons, allowing him to regain the early day two talk he was receiving back in 2021. Hard pass. Yeah, and I, I almost feel like what a, what got me excited about Jackson Kirkland was what he showed as a tackle, tackle early. While acknowledging that he needed to develop. Yeah, so he's going to be an interesting player. I, he's going to require one of those real, like, clear my mind couple cups of coffee, you know, pray, <laughs> feel good about the eval. This take from Joe at work. My favorite. That's my favorite handle. Take the Green Bay Packers should, but won't start Jordan Love against the Lions. Besides all the arguments about asserting what they have in love, the Packers are currently slotted for the 14th pick in the 2023 NFL draft, while the Rams are slotted for the fourth. If Green Bay wins, they move down the draft board while the Rams while the Rams pick, which goes to the division rival Detroit Lions, goes up the draft board. There's a bonus take about Joe and Word Association in here, but we'll get to that in a second. You know what's interesting about this? situation is I remember when Aaron Rodgers was the Jordan love for Brett Favre right and 
I remember the the Packers being, you know, like some of their messaging was kind of ready to move on from Brett Favre. And in the back of my mind, I always wondered, how do they know how good Aaron Rodgers is? How do they know? Like, but you would feel like through several years of practice and being around this guy that you'd have some understanding of his skill set. And so you have to be, uh, have that awareness from having that time with him, but also there's layers to this that I don't, I don't know that we have the answer to in that how comfortable they're, 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 how comfortable they are with thinking about Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback next year. Like that's a possibility too. So like, I don't know. I don't know that we have the information to, to answer this. But I feel like the Packers do. Here's the deal. The Packers signed Aaron Rodgers to a long, longer contract than what he previously had, correct? Mm-hmm. Gave him a lot of money. Gave him a big commitment. And the moment you did that, you had to operate under the assumption until Aaron is no longer here that Aaron is going to be here. And I understand, like, the best thing for the Packers would have been to have moved on this past offseason. The Packers would probably like a mulligan on the contract that was given out. But when you signed Aaron to the deal that you did and you made the cap and the dollar commitments to Aaron that you did, as far as I'm concerned, you put yourself in that box where you had to consistently operate under the assumption and live in the world in which Aaron Rodgers is going to be your quarterback for the next several years. In which case, it doesn't value you to play Jordan Love, in my mind. The bonus take from Joe at work. Bonus take. Joe Marino will learn to expertly handle word association before Kyle Krabs learns to stop breathing into his microphone. Personal attack. (laughs) That's a personal attack. What? Wow. Wow. All right. Yeah, I really, really thought Kyle was just going to take his microphone, bring it right to his face, and just breathe heavily into it just as a troll. But I'm proud of you, Kyle, that you showed great restraint there. That was very good. Let's take from, let's take from Callum. This was from last Friday. Listening to this takes is, on takes. This is Chris breathing into his microphone right now, just in case anybody's wondering. This take from Callum. Listening to takes on takes on my way to work this morning when the topic of college and NFL teams playing each other. People are so quick to forget that it wasn't the worst team in the league playing a college team, but the Super Bowl champion would. And the series ended with the NFL leading 31-9-2, including some all-time teams struggling, including the Steelers' dynasty. Bring this back. This was a thing? No idea what this is about. Because we were talking about, like, could the best college team beat the worst pro team, right? That's what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. There there apparently was a time in which there was an all-star format where, like, I believe this is factual, yes. Wow. I'm stunned by this. I'm stunned that this would be agreed to by both sides. Like, way, way, way back, though. Yeah, I'm completely unfamiliar. The only thing that I know that was like that is in the 60s for the AFL, there was at least one season where the remainder of the AFL all-stars played against the team that won the championship. Imagine doing that now brother it would not happen would not be a thing uh this take from take from tyler first time hot slash food take 
So welcome to the show, Tyler. Is it a first pa- first time take or just a first time food take? It's no. I mean, there are two takes in here, and one of them's not a food take. One is a food oh. take, but one's well, not welcome, a food Tyler. take. Welcome, Tyler. So welcome, Tyler. And I'm here to tell you, Tyler, you're not endearing yourself to the host of the show. The Pats are going further in the playoffs than the Bills. I mean, come on, man. Okay, I disagree. <laughs> a Bills, Jets, and I Dolphins fan. That's, you. that's what you're going to come at us with. But, but like, what's the what's the thought process there? Like, what what are you clinging to for that to be true? Wish I had uh, more here, other than the 280 Matt, characters that I have. Matt Judon and Josh Uche are playing good right now. They played really good a couple weeks ago, and the Bills beat them by multiple scores at their stadium. The f- the food take, mayo and chili are the perfect condiments on a hot dog. Couldn't be more out on this. And who who submitted this take? This is t- Tyler. Tyler. T- Tyler, have you ever thought about a hot dog by definition? No. <laughs> and what it is? Meat in an animal casing. And have you ever thought about how when you eat the hot dog, you yourself become a hot dog because you're placing meat inside of yourself as an animal casing? When was that bit? Was that bit on Wednesday show or, th- or sure Thursday show? I think we. I think it's consecutive days when this is. Yes, out. because this tweet. This tweet was from 21 hours ago, so I'm not sure if if this is the direct response. <laughs> I'm just asking if he's ever considered that when he eats a hot dog, he himself becomes a hot dog. Can I give him some credit for the take here? Because no. I think no, no, I'm going to. I appreciate him taking the time to send these I'm in, selling. even if I disagree. I'm selling on this. I think that there's a lot of people that enjoy the. Um, what's called a Carolina dog, which is chili with slaw. And slaw is basically just what, like mayonnaise and cabbage. So this is him just basically reducing cabbage from the equation. And I know that some people like it. Not for me. So I'm all the way out. I don't do mayonnaise in any way, shape or form, but I agree, Joseph. What a great take from you. Okay. Well, I, I, to give Tyler some credit here. Yeah, I don't, I don't do mayonnaise. You like mayo in your coffee, Kyle? Uh, I dabble. I like a lot of stuff. I like like um, mayonnaise in my coffee from time to time. I like to breathe heavily into my microphone. This take from Richard. If he falls out of the first round, the Steelers should draft Jackson Smith and Jigba in the second to add to Pickens and Pat Fryermuth and trade Deontay Johnson during the draft for more picks or even future picks. They should draft some offensive linemen. That would be my take. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I mean, JSN could certainly help them, but I mean, you just re-signed, you just re-upped with Deontay. I know it wasn't like a huge extension, but I would try to fix more problematic areas of my team. Let's take from Eli. Take the Colts should sign Tyler Huntley and draft a quarterback. It's a win-win situation for the Colts. Huntley and drafted quarterback. Huntley can help the Colts draft quarterback and develop, hopefully, and that will make them better. Are we at the point now where we're giving Tyler Huntley too much credit? Are we? I don't. I don't know that we are. I feel. I feel semi responsible for this. I mean, I've. I've loved him. I graded him pretty well coming out of Utah. Right. I think well, he deserves an opportunity, like, but I'm not going to like move mountains. I think we both had like fives on him when he came out. So we've liked Tyler. Do you have a place that's like an ideal fit for Tyler Huntley? Saints. The Giants. Giants. 
Yeah, it's like, are you going to pay him to actually be a definitive starter, or can you just want to pay him a second contract? Like, how great would he be in Arizona to bridge for Kyler? Sign me up. Kyle, a great showcase for him. What a great ta- what a great pivot by you because my next take is about the Cardinals. Oh, perfect. Take from Taylor B. Take Kyler's injury should give the Cardinals the green light to blow it up and rebuild with Kyler at quarterback in twenty twenty four. They're punting on twenty three, huh? I mean, when's he going to come back? Probably nine nine to twelve months, right? Is the right, and he's not getting the surgery until after Christmas, right? So, second half of the season at best, and you're coming in cold, right? You're not going to have real. You're not going to have a normal. No no training camp, no preseason, no warm up games. Twenty twenty three might be a wash. You're not going to want to do that with Colt McCoy either. Like you'll need somebody to get you through next year. I mean that's yeah. year two, that's year two for for Cliff on the new contract extension. Like he's going to be on the hot seat. Well, and it's not like like in college it didn't matter, right? Like whatever next quarterback at Texas Tech, right, was going to throw for seven thousand yards that season, and the the offense was going to be prolific. It's not it's not like that, right? They got to have a guy in the NFL. Can you punt on twenty? How do you? That's probably a fun conversation to have. Is like. How do you manage 2023 if you're Arizona under these circumstances? I, they're in they're in uh, the worst spot they could be. They have an aging kind of roster. No land. Well, we're we're sending best wishes to to Steve Kime as well, but he's taking time away for health reasons. So you don't know what your status is from a, a personnel decision maker standpoint. Obviously, they have people ready to step in. I believe Adrian Wilson's one of the two guys that's going to help lead the charge there. But there's like a little bit of a different influence in in personnel for the unforeseeable future. It's kind of weird, weird place to be. I hate that for the fans, man. It's tough. I think it's going to be a rough off season for them. Yeah. Let's take from D Leon 54. First time taker, long time listener. Welcome to the show. D Leon. Take losing your wallet, missing your flight, or getting reprimanded at work still feels infinitely better than your team losing a game that you were expecting them to win. <laughs> I am all the way in on this take. Those are some crappy things. Uh, losing your wallet. Yeah, Joe would be the one bozo that would disagree with this. Yeah, Joe would be like, I don't want to miss a flight. He'd be like, I, I, they, my, my team can't control my, my happiness. I have no control over it. It is what it is. I'm hoping he agrees with this as he thinks about it right now and talks through it. Well, I, but Joe I, no. would be the one that disagrees. What? I, so is this a would you rather? I mean, I watched Joe lose his keys, and he was very calm about it. it was very yes, collected. Joe. This is a would you rather? So would I rather lose my wallet, miss a flight, get reprimanded at work, or for the Bills to lose a game I expected them to win? I think this is where I get I get hung up. I don't know that I've ever went into a Bills game and said, you know what, I expect them to win this football oh, game. The Jaguars game last year. No, I I, I mean, I, I thought they would win the game, but I've never, like, expect means, like, there's a, one particular outcome that I'm marrying myself to and nothing else is okay. But, I've watched football my entire life, and I know that there's that that's the stupid way to watch football. If you don't think your team can lose every game, then you haven't watched football your whole life because it happens all the time. So I don't let myself go to that place. What were your emotions after the Texans or the Jaguars game last year? That sucked. 
Okay. So now <laughs> take that, take that and pretend you don't have the expectation you're going to win 11 plus games every year. Say you're a team that you expect to win eight to 10 games on any given year. And that game happens. Would you rather do that or miss a flight? Man, I feel like missing a flight would suck so bad. I just book you on the next one. Right. Yeah. You just slap you on. You go stand in line for two hours at uh, the help desk there at the terminal. And yeah, you peruse the airport. Do I find my wallet or does it stay lost? What if your wallet misses the flight and you didn't? Oof. Tough, tough scenes. The wallet misses the flight and I don't. So you you get on your wallet, but then you get on your flight and you fly. Wow. Because. Then, like, you probably don't have your ID to get back in. How did I get in there? That's pretty impressive. I lost it in the airport, huh? Yeah. It's bad. That'd be no Okay. Good. No one cares about your fantasy team, but we have a fantasy football-related take to, from Nick Feely. Take, every fantasy football league should just be most total points at the end of the season wins the title. Why are we having head-to-head playoffs in a competition where there is no defense and you can't stop the other team from doing anything? Because it's fun. Oh, yeah, okay, fun from from the guy who doesn't really care from about Mr. I didn't team. want to be in this right. league you're, you're, in the first place. You be, you I want to be in the I want to be in one fantasy league. One. I just I will tell you, okay. you being the spokesperson for that take was very fun. That was no, very because good. I want to be in one fantasy league. One. And what what fantasy league do you want to be in? The one that I'm in. Which the, the one with all your Bills Mafia friends? Yes. Yeah, you'd rather be in all, with your Bills Mafia friends than your best friends on draft dudes. Well, it's league. it's an established league. That here's the thing about every league. It, it has to be established at some point. Right. But I'm already pioneers in that years that established the league. We're trying to establish in. our own league. And you said, nah, hard pass. Right. I didn't want to get into another one. I don't want to live in a world where I have to root for a player and then they help me in one league and they don't help me in another, like miss me with all of it. But the, can we answer the guy's take? It should just be total points or what? I, I certainly like, the would head-to-head like head-to-head a league format like that. As somebody whose team scored like the third most points this season, but missed the playoffs because I lost my final seven games because I lost Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase in my hometown league. Like right now, I'm a pretty big fan of the idea of saying we're just going to rank them based off here's, total points. Here's the premise of the take, right? Total points shows how good of a drafter and a roster manager you are, right? Mm-hmm. Playing a team a week where their guys go off and that makes you lose a matchup and you miss a playoffs because of that, is that really the integrity of fantasy football? I'm not saying one way or the other because I'm in leagues where head-to-head is a thing, and that's fine. I'm also in fantasy baseball leagues where it's total points, right? I could see it going both ways. I would prefer the total points because I think it puts more of an emphasis on you got to do really well from a drafting and from a roster management throughout the season perspective. But that's sports, though, right? Like, you got to be good that day. It's fair. No, fair. Like the I did that. Yeah. I think I did that with a basketball league one time where it was literally just aggregate for the entire season in field goals and rebounds and assists and blocks. And at the end of the year, like you got X number of points based on how you ranked in the entire league in each one of those categories. And that determined who your winner was at the end of the year. It was pretty interesting. Got one that more was also like 10 years ago. One more take and then we get to two truths and a lie. Take from the sports nut. Take the Panthers head coaching search should be short and end up offering Steve Wilkes the full-time position. I I wouldn't mind it. I don't know if that's going to happen, though. Yes. 
I agree emphatically that Steve Wilkes should be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers based on the way he has galvanized a young team throughout the course of his eight-plus games to this point as the interim head coach. I Two hope truths. it happens, but I don't know that it will. I agree. Two truths and a lie, gentlemen. Can you yes. remind the standings? I can. Kyle's in first place at 17-7. and seven. Joe is 12-12, and 12, would like to would, be recognized as 14-10. and 10. He would like to be recognized as 14-10, and 10, and then I am 6-18. and 18. Chris? Yes. Today's Six the day. <laughs> Today's the day, Chris. Okay. Just don't try to do too much. I That's what my, my approach was last week, and it didn't work. <laughs> don't try to do too much. All right, first place, Kyle. What, uh, what order are we doing here? Who's going first? I would like Joe to go first today. All right. Well, folks, as we all know, the bowl season kicks off today. Hopefully you're in the TD or the draft dudes run your pool. Um, Chris, where can we find that? Yeah. Play.runyourpool.com backslash the dash draft dash dudes. It's we, we all tweeted it too. So you can find it on our timelines and it's show notes. I'm sure. All right, so I have uh, information here regarding uh, bowl games that uh, two of these statements are factually true. One of them is false. It is your job to find out or figure out which one is false. So here we go. Among current Power 5 teams, Indiana has the lowest win percentage in bowl games. Among current Power 5 teams, Indiana has the lowest win percentage in bowl games. Number two, among current Power 5 teams, Michigan has the most total losses in bowl games. Power 5 teams, Michigan has the most total losses in bowl, in bowl games. Number three, among current Power 5 teams, Oklahoma State has the best all-time win percentage in bowl games. Among Power 5 teams, Oklahoma State has the best win percentage all-time in bowl games. Wow. Okay. Chris, would you like to work together here? I would love to. I would love to. I have one that I think is 100% accurate. Is it Indiana? It was not. It was the third statement. That Oklahoma State has the best all-time win percentage in bowl games amongst Power 5 teams. Yeah. I felt some type of way about that. Maybe a limited sample size. The Gundy years were very good. Yeah, my question is, were there any... Have there been any late additions to the Power 5 ranks that might sneak in? You know what I mean? Oh, I, I see what like, you're oh, saying. Like, oh, so and so and so only became Power 5 in the last And they're 3-0 and oh in their bowl years games. And yeah. Right. Yeah, it's right. fair. That's fair. You really felt some type of way about Indiana, because I did too no, when listening to it. Yeah, I mean, it, it just the reactions. When's, what's the Indiana... Rec, like success stories for bowl games, and to use the Joe lo logic, doesn't two feel really obvious? Where like, my, yeah, of course, Michigan would have the most losses, right? Because they've played in so many bowl they've games, been but it's not. It's going to be ever. some like weird team. It's going to be like Army or Navy or like some random team. Oh, was it Power Five? You yeah, said Power Five, power right? Five. Okay. Are these all? These are all Power Five. All Power Five. Okay. All these are Power Five. Yep. Current Power Five teams. Kyle, I think two might be the lie. 
Indiana feels like a weird school to just pull out of thin air. So you said number two might be the lie, but then you also referenced number one and said Indiana's a weird one to pull out of thin air. Meaning it's true. Meaning Joe wouldn't make that up. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. And why are we believing that number three is... Uh, it was more of a gut thing. I don't have any I don't have any statistical basis for thinking so. No, come on. There's there's got we gotta have a little bit more direction here. Michigan, I feel like, makes sense because they've been around for forever. Right. So very possible that they may have just based off of pure volume, not efficiency, but from just a volume perspective. Just capacity. Playing since the 1880s. That's fair. So we'll say two is, we're going to say two is true, and then we'll work one, three is the lies? Right. So okay. I can tell you the last time Indiana won a bowl game, which takes me back to... And I'm watch. They probably didn't like the panics here or something like that. And I'm going to have egg on my face and be a big butthead for forgetting. But like when, when it, even in the last 20 years, what's been the peak of Indiana football? At least like Illinois, you've got like the Juice Williams years. You guys remember Juice Williams, a quarterback yeah. for Illinois? Good Good Rashad Mendenhall running around playing running. Right, back. right, 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 right. Rutgers was good the first time with Shiano. Yeah, it's good. Just thinking uh, of bad what, Kyle? teams. Colorado it, was a... I think one's a lie. You think one's the lie? I feel some type of way about three. I really do. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. I mean, the, the, only, the only thing I would like closure on before I agree with you is asking, is there any Power 5 teams that have been added to the ranks recently that have a skewed win percentage because they haven't been on the scene that long. Joe looked like he was about to say something. Thought about giving you a nugget, but I'm I'm not going to. He says, nah. He says, figure it out on your own. <laughs> All right, Joe. Can you tell us how many bowl games Oklahoma State has played in? Is that information you could provide? Um, Sure. I, I'll give you that. They have played in 21 bowl games. <sighs> See, that's what I mean. That's not a big number. And so if you win a good amount of them. All right. So we're, we're, we are narrowing our focus on either one or three being a lot. Yes, I, I mean, we, we, I am okay. graciously accepting two is I, true. They've, Oklahoma State has played in 32 bowl games, excuse me. Okay. My, I, Draft I was you do math? Was the 21 number? There it is. We had to hit up. our quota. I, I'm glad I could help you. 32 of them. That's how many Oklahoma State has played it. So there's one of two things that happen here. He Was the 21 he the a slip up column. for the number of wins? And then we can use that right. information. Now, he's not going to confirm it, but we it's, can choose our own adventure with what we want to do with that. Right. Or is it the so number of losses? It's No, no, it's either that or I think he might have been looking at the wrong row, like right. looking at a team around them, like right above hmm. or below. Makes me make, makes me start to think that that three is the lie. I don't have any good conviction to get off of Indiana. So, so one the lie, lock it in. Well, no, 
I'm saying I don't have any any oh. conviction to say that a team other than Indiana that would be factual for. Well, my initial gut, my initial gut was that one that three was truthful. Uh, you know what? We talked this out long enough. Three is the lie for me. Lock it in, Chris. I told you when we started this that today was the day. I'm a ride with you. And we're going to see if we can go down with this ship together if we get it right. Three is the lie as well. All right. So let's do the thing here. There was no consideration for number two, and that's a great job by you guys. Michigan does have the most total losses among Power 5 teams. How many losses? 28 losses. One more. One more than Nebraska, Ohio State, and Alabama, who all have 27. So 28 losses. Congratulations. Tied going down Michigan, you have uh, the most. To uh, Kansas State this year. The Power Five team with the lowest win percentage in bowl games is your Indiana Hoosiers. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) The the Indiana Hoosiers with a very impressive 3 10 all time record in bowl games, 231 winning percentage, meaning that Oklahoma State is not the power five team with the highest win percentage. They have a great win percentage, 656 win percentage, but it's not better than Utah who has a 708 win percentage. 17 and they're and new. They're so new to the, the right power five. Process. It was, it, we had it, Kyle. We had it the whole way. Yeah. I mean, what so is you, Utah is what? 17 and seven. They've never, oh that, that's, Lord. yeah, they're, they're good in bowl games. Uh, there's only two teams undefeated in bowl games, Liberty and New Mexico State. They're both 3-0 and all time. But as far as Power 5 goes, there you have it. All right, who's going next? Me? I'll go. Sure, Chris. Cool. Some receiving statistics in the National Football League. The running back with the most catches this season is Christian McCaffrey. In the top 15... The only team that has two pass catchers listed is the Seattle Seahawks. The wide receiver with the most receiving yards per reception is Devontae Parker. Can you repeat number two? I don't really understand what you said. I can. Yes, I can. In the top 15, the only team that has two pass catchers listed is the Seattle Seahawks. And I should probably tell you this is off of receptions. My apologies. Okay, so running back receptions. No, no, no. Just receptions in general. The only team that has two pass catchers listed in the top 15 of catches is the Seattle Seahawks. All right. I I thought Ramondre Stevenson had like a billion catches, Kyle. And I know he Harris, had like Harris has been banged up and in and out of the lineup and hasn't really gotten third down run 50 anyway. A couple weeks ago. Devontae Parker might lead the NFL in yards per reception. I know he was like closing in on 20, but I know Gabe Davis has been up there as well. But it's been a minute since that dude made a long catch. Is there two Seahawks in the top 15 of receptions? No, he said the only team. Would would Hill and Waddle not have two? Uh, Waddle has less than 60 receptions on the season. So he's the opposite of last year. We're trying to identify the lie. Lock it That's the game. name of the game, Joe. I know, like, how many receptions do we think Christian McCaffrey has? I know he's got a lot of run, a lot of receiving game influence. But like you said, like, does he have 60-plus receptions right now? 
I don't know, dude. And I can't even like put my finger on if he missed any time. Freaking foot cramp. <laughs> this show is just off the rails today. <laughs> Would you like him again? I, I know it always helps when you hear him again for another time. I just wish I had some convictions about something. But... Okay. Do you want to hear him again, Cal? Yes, please. The running back with the most catches this season is Christian McCaffrey. In the top 15, the only team that has two pass catchers listed in catches is the Seattle Seahawks. The wide receiver with the most receiving yards per reception is Devontae Parker. I am going to go... I'm just going to throw one up if I'm being honest. I, I think the one that I think has the most likely chance of being wrong might be the the Parker thing. I was thinking number two. I, th- I was thinking surely there is another team that has two receivers in the top 15 in receptions. That's a good way to look at it. Well, like, okay, so Jamison Williams has that one catch in his career. There's got to be a minimum there, right? I'm sure there's some fine print on there, yeah. There is fine print on the receiving yards per reception. Minimum? Uh, two's a lie. Let's get go for it. Just put Joe on an island. Hung him out the dry. Is there a team player with more than two players in the top 15? You said it's not the Dolphins. I can confirm that Jalen Waddle does not have the receptions to qualify. They're both top five in yards, but not receptions. <laughs> Okay, well, nobody cares if you're in second place, so I'm going to disagree with you and go with Devontae Parker. So you think number three is the lie, Joe? You think there's a receiver better than Devontae Parker with the most receiving yards per reception? Well, I know that there is. It's just a matter of what the qualifying amount of receptions is. But I'll live in a world where I have a chance. Your process was good. Your process was good. The running back with the most catches this season is Christian McCaffrey. That was the first statement I read to you. Christian McCaffrey on the season, 68 receptions. Wow. It's good for 15th in all of football. Wow. But it is not the top running back. That belongs to Austin Eckler, who has 93 catches on the season. Are we? This is bad. We should have known this. So neither one of us got this right? Yeah. Neither one of you got this right. So the only two, the only the only team that's got a second player inside the top fifteen is Seattle, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett, and Devontae Parker, eighteen point four, just in front of Gabe Davis at eighteen point three. <laughs> Those two guys need two, four, five receivers probably at this point in their lives. Yeah, big, big body down the field, right? Just With good ball skills. Up to them. Folks, I told I'm going you. for the I'm going for the perfect week right now. I got you both. I got Joe's right. I'm going for the perfect week. Okay. Hopefully, here I am. I got to work with you. All right. Let me get a new sticky note here. My two truths and a lie come from CBS Sports. And Joel Corey, if you're not familiar, did a story with the 2023 franchise tag projections based on a $225 million salary cap for the upcoming season. Franchise tag, you said? Franchise tags. Okay. So my three statements are around the table that Joel Corey put together that illustrates the 2022 current cap 
the 2023 projected salary cap, the percentage of the salary cap that the 2023 would be, and the percent change from 2022 to 2023. Okay? So it's all centered, all three of these comments sure. are centered around the salary cap. Two, two's the lie. Two's the lie. <sighs> Christ. It's funny, Joe, because I was going to do that too. <laughs> so here are my three statements. Ex- and all three of these are excluding, excluding punters and kickers. Okay? We're, Thank we're not putting them into this Appreciate bucket. that. The only three position groups to experience a 10% or greater bump from 2022 to projected 2023 are defensive ends, linebackers. Defensive ends, not even a position. And safeties. It's linebacker or defensive line. He has corner. Defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker, offensive line, quarterback, running back, safety, tight end, wide receiver. I can come up with another statement if you would like, if you feel uncomfortable having that. Nah, you can leave it. It's fine. Just repeat the statement. The only three positions to receive a 10% or greater increase from the 2022 tag total to the projected 2023 tag total are defensive end, linebacker and safety that would indicate that these teams are the are positions of the positions that are getting the greatest acceleration in spending because salary or franchise tag totals are relative across a five-year sample size of top contracts at the position statement number two the tight end position has the lowest overall franchise tag figure in the projected 2023 total Again, we are not including punters and kickers. Tight end is the lowest projected. That is correct. Okay. And statement number three. Quarterback is the only 2023 projected salary or franchise tag that is over 10% of the total cap. So over 10% of a 225 cap? Correct. Okay, so that would mean $22.5 million. So we could qualify that or not by considering it through the lens of, is there a position besides quarterback that has a projected franchise tag of more than $22.5 million? Joe, I, Joe, I think who's the lie. I don't. A tight end's the lowest. You think running back's higher than tight end? Yeah, I do. I think one is truthful because he was so very quick to be like, oh, we can just get rid of that one. I'll come up with a new statement. Oh, I got a list of about 10 statements, a couple truths and a couple lies. So don't let that deter you. So Kyle said that defensive end, linebacker, and safety were the only three positions to receive a 10% or greater increase in franchise from, tag year from, over year. From 2022 to the projected 2023. So you're talking about, okay, I got to, this has to make sense to me. So if, if it's 10 million, that a 10% increase would be 11 million. Correct. Correct. That's not, okay, so that's not as big as it feels. 
So is there another position besides defensive end, linebacker, defensive end, linebacker, and safety? You don't think quarterback had a 10% increase? I just worry that those numbers are so big. I'm sure it has. I mean, so if, if it was, if so 20, like if it was 30, 25 million, 20, then, give us 20, so then it has to go, go to 27 and a half for it to be 10%. I don't know, man. Cause all those deals hit, but you know how deals are, man. They don't like that. Cash isn't always that first year. So that's what makes me nervous there. I'm glad that you win here because a lot of this, it's it's reflective of market spending, right? Right. It's all market spending. Yeah, so it's, it's that that was the fascinating thing that had me go. Even though these aren't official numbers yet, like I wanted to do this because it's really it's really interesting stuff for non math guys to do. Joe, you yeah, I know this is great. This is great for us, man. Joe, you feel some type of way about two being true, yeah? Tight ends the lowest. It's either tight end or running back, right? Right. That's why. That's why I'm, I continue to ask. It probably is true. All right. So if we're gonna say two is true, you kind of like one, then we're defaulting to three being the lie. Quarterback is the only. What is it? I have over ten percent. Quarterback is the only twenty twenty three projected franchise tax total that is in excess of ten percent of the cap. Man, wide receiver feels like that's blowing up. Oh, 10% of the cap. Yes. So more than $22.5 million. Correct. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's absolutely true. Well, they they can't all be true, Joe. That's there is a lie. Well, okay. the game does work that way when you play three lies and no truths. But uh, I feel very certain that that's true. Okay, so if three is true and you are trying to talk me off the ledge about two, that means one's the lie. Right. The problem is I, I'm having a hard time qualifying one because there's so many positions to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, how do you get there other than, yeah, that feels right. Well, that sometimes that's what you have to do. You're taking the field. You're taking right, the field. But that's, on, I, and I think the way where I will find some level like, of comfort. Would you like to hear the statement again? I don't, I don't know that I need to because I feel like three is true. I feel like it's either tight end or running back. And I lean towards tight end being true because the extensions didn't come. They just got tagged. So that didn't really help them. And then you have three positions that have a 10% or greater increase, defensive end, linebacker, or safety. You could make a case, well, I'm sure, you know, some of these offensive tackles got paid. Some of these receivers got paid. Quarterbacks got paid. Like, it feels like there could be more than three positions that had an increase of more than 10%. If you consider that 10% is not that much more. Ten million to eleven million is a ten percent increase. It's true. I think one's a lie. I don't feel good about it, but I think one's a lie. Man, Joe, I really think true is the lie, but you really have sold me on. Well, it. you're the one with the perfect week on the line, so I'm not going. I'm not. I'm accepting no blame for. This. No, and I would never. I would never put blame on you if I if I go with you and I'm wrong. I am going to go with you though because I appreciate your methodology. So one is the lie. Lock it in. So you both believe that statement number one is the lie. Yes. Believe or just am guessing. Uh, I feel I the best. Of, yeah. yeah, I feel the best about okay. one being the lie. Well, let's let's start at the back. Statement number three: Quarterback is the only 
2023 projected franchise tag value that is in excess of over 10% of the projected 2023 cap. That is a factual statement. Okay. That is true. Good job, Joe. Linebacker was the second highest figure at 9.3%, mm. just short of $21 million for the franchise tag for linebackers. Because remember, they put those outside rush linebackers in the bucket with your stack backers. Surviving. Statement number two. Tight end is the position group amongst 2023 salary or franchise tag projections that has the lowest overall total. It and running back are indeed the two lowest figures. Statement number one. I figured out how to milk this for as long as I could. (laughs) The only three position groups with a greater than 10% change from 2022 actual franchise tag totals to projected 2023 franchise totals are defensive end linebacker and safety. That is a factual statement. Running back has the lowest 2023 projected franchise tag total at 10 Point one million dollars tight end, eleven point three million dollars. What was it again? Because I stopped. I wanted to hear those numbers, but I my mind drifted. I'm sorry. Running back is ten point one projected franchise tag total. And what's tight end? Eleven point three. Chris, you should you should have done your thing, man. Interestingly enough. Uh, safety was the position group that has the largest overall percentage increase at 12% from last year. Whereas tight end is the lowest growth of non punters and kickers at 3.88%. And so I had the right methodology. I said they didn't get paid. You did. It just didn't wind up being more than running backs. I thought it was very fascinating that amidst this wide receiver market resurgence and, and, the growth there, it only tallied a 7.29% increase from 2022. So what's the actual number, though? 19.7 is the franchise tag total for wide receivers. Man, you hate to get tagged if you're a receiver. Yes. You're you're leaving... Six million a six year? Six plus million yeah. on the board. God. Uh, quarterback, 32.4 million is 14.4% of the projected salary cap space. That is the only one in excess... Of ten <laughs> percent, you you buttered that up for us. There was only one that is in excess of ten percent. You gave us three. No, 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 no. That I just mean total. So that goes back to the the statement about number three. Okay, got you. Sorry. Uh, defensive end went up ten point five percent. Linebacker went up eleven point nine nine percent, and safety went up twelve point one percent. The next highest increase was offensive line at nine and a half percent and quarterback at 9.2%. So we're, we're breaking up defensive ends and defensive tackles and qualifying rush linebackers as linebackers, but we have offensive line as one. Yeah. Get out of here with this nonsense. Yep. You would think with some of the CBA presidents that have been offensive linemen throughout the years, we'd we'd have pounded the table a little bit harder to get a little bit more positional separate. Although, who was it? 
Treader, Treader, right? right? Treader's going to want the interior guys in the bucket with the tackles. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I see no reason to change any of this. Yeah, this looks good to me. Let's break them up on the defensive side of the ball, though. Right. You know, the only problem with two truths and a lie, I think it's a lot of fun, but we always, I feel like we get out of here at the end of the week and we're just like, oh, it's like we're ending on like a, well, a frustrated I, note. I don't know why Chris is mad. Chris had we a had good the week. week and I effed him up. Right, but I only gained one. I, I I was one and one on the guessing portion. Like, I don't gain any points for getting you guys to guess it wrong. Should we? I mean, I don't know. Wow, updated really standings. trying to shake this thing up. Updated, updated standings. Kyle's 18 and 8. Joe is 12 and 14, but would like to be recognized as 14 and 14, I guess, is how we would like. Thank you. If, no, 13. No, 14. 14 and 14. No, 14 and 12. He'd like to be recognized yeah. as 14 and 12. I do. And then I'm 7 and 19. <laughs> it's an inconsequential. How is got... my, I'm 14 and 12. He's 18 and 8. Yes. It feels like so much better to be 18 and 8. It does feel good to be 18 and 8. It feels a lot better to be 12 and 14, Joe, than it is to be 7 and 19. You want to swap places? 7 and We have two more weeks. We have two more weeks for the 2022 version of this game, yes. Well, wait. We also have the holidays we got to worry about. Well, that well, might derail well, us, right? We may only have one then. Kyle, it's, you're going to win, bud. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, you, you, right. You're the yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm just doing the math. Drafting's do math. Uh, we are done for the week. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Make it a great weekend. Enjoy all the games ahead. Thanks for friends at Bet Online for their continued support of the show. We will be back and talk with you all again on Monday. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.